Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Writer's Advice Podcast, guys. Once that you are joining me oh, a great episode um it's a solo one it's a solo one and this is going back to part two of the series um which is all about writing the story that you were born to write and so if you have not if you're only just listening into this episode I do recommend that you go back to a couple of episodes before um and I believe it's called exactly that, writing the story that you were born to write. And it's all about getting started on your journey. If you are new here, welcome. I am Olivia Hillier. I am a fiction author. I write young adult um, stories about rebel girls who want to um, who change the world. Don't want to. They do. They change the world. Um, high feminine heroine um, stories in both paranormal and dystopian style and I'm so glad that you're here and there is so much that I want to share with you um a little bit of an update with me uh block and delete my second series for the year well actually the whole series is called the social games trilogy and it is set in a world where block and delete means death getting cancelled from social media literally um evaporates all human rights from your existence and um the a like the AI algorithm that you see on social media today, whether you're on um, Spotify listening to this or Apple Podcasts and everything that is on that little phone that you are listening to this too, which I'm sure you are, um, literally controls your future and what you are allowed to have and everything. And it is a dystopian futuristic world with Alexa. And book two is out today. So book two, uh, not today, it's out. It's out now. So block and delete's out and now so is cancelled, which I've had so much amazing feedback on and I cannot wait to share this with you all. I will have an episode later um, diving into the development of that series, um, specifically because I've written in two different genres, but that's not what we're here for today. That was just a nice little update. What we're here for is going deeper into what I was speaking about in writing the story that you were born to write. This is about developing the story you were born to write. So once again, if you haven't listened into the first episode, listen in now. And if you have, then I hope that you've had um, a couple of aha moments and you've started writing something, or maybe you already were in, in the middle of a manuscript, or maybe you had a manuscript and you needed to go back to it, or you've just written something and never actually taken action. Then these next three podcasts that I'm going to do as part of these series is something that you're going to love. And I'm so excited for you. So I have broken down the development into five simple steps. And if you followed the previous steps of how to get started, then you might be start or like you're halfway to probably getting up to these steps. If you're still like writing and writing things out and you just need to be in the whole word vomit mode of creating something right now, then you might want to come back to this um, episode later. But if you are ready to develop or maybe you're a little bit stuck 
um, and or you want some cues to kind of know why you're in that development stage, then these are what I recommend. Okay. So to develop a story you were born to write, number one, if you are stuck right now, if you got started on a couple of chapters, maybe you had a plot or a world in your head and you're kind of going with it, but you don't have a character, or maybe you have a really strong character and you don't really know what plot points to put in there, that's where you want to, that's where you want to stop. And you want to think about the opposite of what you are going for. And so if you're lacking in character, you really want to sit down and have a look at your character profiles. If you're lacking in plot, you want to sit and have a look at your world and your plot and dive more into that. And if you're a doer like me, I admit when I was first getting started writing, I hated the idea of working on stuff outside of the general writing because writing a novel in itself is such a big deal. There are so many words involved, so much brain capacity. It's wild. Like to try and explain yourself when you are writing a novel of the brain capacity that it takes up, not just while you're writing, but in your whole general life is so hard to explain to someone who's never like wrote before. It is a lot and it is a huge journey. And to be honest, I'm excited if you're listening to this to be in your ears and know that a part of, we can share this together and that there is a part of part of me that can help you and I'm sure there's a part of you that can help me too. So if you are out there writing, then make sure that you join our Writer's Advice podcast um, group in Facebook. But so say you're writing something right now and you have really strong characters then, but you're just kind of like, okay, where do I go? Maybe this is getting a little bit boring. This is when you want to sit down and look at your plot development and then look at your world building. So this has always been different for me. I don't believe that people either have, some people are prone to one way or the other, but I think it depends on the story that you're writing on whether one will be a lot prominent than the other. For me, when I was first writing, it was definitely characters. I had the characters so clearly, but the actual plot that took place and the hero's journey, as you might um, hear about it, is what I needed to stop. And look, I had the whole story written out my first my first book, or not my first, but my first that I was actually wanted to do something with, and it really needed conflict. And it didn't. It was completely mixed in conflict. It wasn't even part of the story, and you can't have a storyline without any conflict. So <laughs> obviously. So um, I had to sit down and look at different heroes' journeys and different plots um, and different outlines that I wanted to go with within my writing. Now, you can literally, there are so many to choose from and there is no one right way or no one wrong way, but you will find one that um, you gravitate to and once you kind of understand, you know, where you need to put in the um, conflict and where you need to put in the the rising tension and where you need to really pace the overall storyline, you will find one that works for you best. And I dare say that you will actually find one that you might gravitate to that is actually kind of your style. So I was working with a mentor on the first book that I ever released. It's a rom-com, uh, which is not the genre that I ended up writing in and but anyway my first two books were out were rom-coms that came out were rom-coms with different publishers and I worked with a mentor on my first one who was amazing and she sent me a couple of different um styles of 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 um 
character uh, sorry character arcs and journey arcs and and world building arcs of where to really build the story and where I needed to to have those impact points to start building the world so if you're in the middle of something right now and characters are strong but that's what you're missing honestly just do a quick google of all the different types of um plot arcs or hero's journeys and have a little bit of a deep dive into them and then you will kind of see what fits and what kind of resonates with and what kind of comes most naturally to you to the story that you are trying to write it's I'm not gonna lie it took a while for me I mean it doesn't mean it's going to take a while for you but it wasn't until um another mentor that I was working with on my shadow and shifter series I found one that I am obsessed with and is mine I don't actually know what it's called and I wish I could share that with you because some of them are, are known for prolific different writers and I know Joseph Campbell have so, has so many and I've done a creative, a full creative writers course that so many were shared with me and, um, but the one that I have feels really good. I love it. It's exactly how to build rising tension, conflict, rising tension, conflict, and um, how to put the whole story together, which works well for me for the way I like to write in series as well. Um, I'm more than happy to share the one that I will um, have with you. So if you do want to have a look at that, then um, you can just reach out to me on any social media platform at Olivia Hillier Author or in the podcast group. But if you are stuck, if you've got strong characters, but you're stuck in plot, that's what I would have a look and just take some time with it. Take some time kind of diving into it. Take some free time. Free time is the most important thing for a writer. Um, and just play around with different plot points or different things that could, you want to put that character through to create the person that he or she is and the journey that they're going on. Um, that's what I recommend there. And I tell you what, once you start playing around with that, you will not be stuck. And the opposite for if you have a really strong world, you have a really strong plot, but you feel like your characters are lacking in depth or who they are, and you really need to start to get to know who your characters are. Um, then this is really important too to create your character arcs. So I find this so much fun. I find this one of the most fun things and it's the one I, I think that's because I love writing characters, right? And I feel like I've I don't know, I said this the other day. I was like, I feel like as a writer you could be a good director or you could be a good actor because all of a sudden when you're in that zone of writing, you are creating this person's world. You are bringing this person and these people into existence and you're giving them life. And that is one of my favorite things about story writing. It's like I have no idea who these people were are, but I'm giving them a story. And I'm giving them a life and I'm giving them their most impactful moments. And it's it's literally like birth. I mean, I haven't had a baby, but <laughs> it's like creating these people. And I think it's really fun and really important to get those the depth of the character and to understand too how they're going to react with the little different plot points that you throw at them and the scenarios that you throw at them of whether they go, you know, left or right with those certain things so that you know all aspects of this person and you really need to know and you really can understand you don't have to give it all away in the story but it's getting to know them that deeply as to 
who they are. And so, yeah, write down a story arc, like literally write down the person's name, write a little bit maybe about their childhood, write about what they look like. I always have to go back to this because if you specifically, if you're talking about so many different characters and you're like, oh, green eyes, blue eyes, blah, blah, blah. And you just, especially when you're at the start of a story, you really need to get that clear. Sometimes I will print out images of like famous people to be like, yeah, they kind of look like that. Um, They've got that energy about them. Um, I always loved this. So I used to be a copywriter and someone would give me their brand and be like, yeah, my brand is like Britney Spears. That didn't happen. But like, you know, they would say this is the, if this brand was a person, this is who they, they were. So it's like, if your character was a person, who would they be? What kind of food would they like? How would they dress? And you get to create that person exactly how you want them. It could be like literally like a friend or um, anyone, a family member, you can pick little things and you can create this whole person with it. So if you're stuck on the depth of a character of a person and how they're dealing with your world, then go into that. So whichever one you're stuck on, that's where you want to take some time away from the writing work and develop that. And I tell you what, once you do that, ideas will be flowing and you'll be able to get back into the story. So that's number one. If you're stuck, have a look at what you're stuck at, if it's plot or characters, and really take some time away to build that. Okay, number two, never put anything in there that isn't meant to be there. I can't remember how many times I was told this in my English classes when I was at school of like, you don't need that sentence in there, Olivia. You don't need that sentence because when I, and I, it's even now when I'm reading stuff back, I'm like, oh my God, you said the same thing three times over. It's... <laughs> You don't have to worry when you're spitting a draft out. If you're someone that wants to spit stuff out rather than editing in between, you're just trying to like get it out there like vomit, like how I like to do. Not everyone likes to do that. That's how I like to do it. Don't worry about it then. But when you read over, you need to be good at cutting and killing so many of your words and so many of your things that don't need to be there. Because think about your favorite books and think about why they're your favorite books. And I reckon a lot of your favorite books are because they have addictive writing styles. And this is something that has taken me so long to get to know um, and really nail. And now I'm absolutely obsessed with and I'm getting really aware of in my writing. And it's also helping me become a better writer and a storyteller is thinking about the addictiveness of your writing. And so never put anything in there that isn't meant to be there. If there's a really boring comment that doesn't need to be there, that isn't natural, that isn't um, it's not needed, like it, it could be something that could be really just it doesn't need to be there, but it's essentially it's planted. Like usually if there's something really boring, you think about it as a reader, you see that. You watch a movie and you're like, hmm, that's weird that there's this boring ring on the table like obviously that's going to come out later and that's something that the director of this movie specifically wants me to look at and that is something that I'm reading and that the author wants me to hold on to this so that I remember this specific moment later on don't put garbage in there because your reader is going to get your, your reader is going to be bored and we don't want readers to be bored we want them to fall in love with the story as much as you are so get rid of anything boring that's unnecessary Two, I mean, sorry, this is still part of number two of how to do addictive writing is always start and end a chapter on a cliffhanger. Always start and end a chapter on a cliffhanger. Even more important in series is if I'm, if you want someone to read through your series, you need to put more cliffhangers in there. 
you need to get them to, uh, to be so addictive with the story that you're telling they need the next book. So in that cliffhanger, you really want to put like curiosity, mystery, like what the hell is going on and or something so out there. And I think it's just as important at the start of the chapter as it is at the end of the chapter. It doesn't have to be every chapter. Sometimes you need to end something to open a new scene, but always keep something in there that's interesting, something in there that keeps the page turning. And I bet you as you're saying, as, as I'm saying this, you're like, oh yeah, because I hate it when we all hate the slump of a book. We all hate the, you don't want to slump in a movie. You want that, you want that time to be, if someone is spending their money on you and you are gifting something, someone to someone, you want to make sure that that is the best thing that you can gift and you want to give them the best experience possible. So don't give them boredom. <laughs> no one, no one wants to give to boredom. And obviously no one's story is going to be for everyone, but you want to make sure that you are giving the best story that you can absolutely give to whoever your ideal reader is. So always and start, uh, always start and end with a cliffhanger. Um, I think it's Fiona Lowe who said, and I will always remember this. I interviewed her in a previous podcast that I definitely recommend if you're looking up um, craft, if you want to like really dive into craft notes of writing. She gives so much away, but she's like, never let your characters just sit and have a cup of tea. So no one wants to see that. No one wants to see that. Even think about this on reality television. Like you're not sitting, you might be sitting watching them have a cup of tea, but they're, I tell you what, they're telling you something that you need to hear in that moment as well. Okay. Enough on that one. That's part of addictive writing, which to be honest, let me know if you want me to go into um, a much more longer episode on that, because I have so much to share about, about that, that I have um, been learning and, and developing with my mentor. Okay. Number three, learn to self-edit learn to self-edit, learn to self-edit, learn to self. I'm just going to keep saying it because it is so important. One, it's important to get your draft out and then let it rest, let it rest, let it be, go and do something that takes your mind completely elsewhere. Heck, sometimes I've even actually got started on a, another project so that my head's in a completely different space before I go and self-edit. I will always go and self-edit something before I go, um, before I give it to an editor or, or anyone else. Because once you get better at this, you you will not you will also notice your little um, your little things that like oh I always say that word or every character says that because that's what goes on in my internal dialogue. But would that character really say that? And just like. Just like your little mistakes that happen when you're word vomiting, always learn to self-edit because you can tidy something up a lot better than how it first came out. And I don't. And when I say self-edit, I don't think that you should be super critical. Be as critical as you can in that moment, depending on where you are in that journey. But um, it's also it's always going to be important that you share your work with other people, no matter what, because you can only give it's very important to self-edit but you can only give so much of your perspective when you're the person who wrote it you need a completely fresh eye no matter if you are Hemingway all right we all need a fresh eye which leads to number four and five so after self-editing number four 
get other people's opinions, but please be aware of who you're giving those to. So if you have a friend, like I, um, I have so many friends who I would love to read my stories. I would love my boyfriend to read my stories, yet he has never read a fiction book in his life. So even if he did read it, I'm not going to get the feedback that I want because it's not his expertise. It's not he, he he isn't able to give that feedback. So I think finding that person that you can just get an initial opinion on is really important. And it's like, um, whether that is someone that you've found in a writer's group or whether that's a mentor that you've hired, whether that is, um, I don't know, maybe you have an old, I know I have a lot of friends who have old English teachers who read their work or just someone, maybe it's a friend of a friend or just someone that's like, hey, do you, do you recommend reading this? Like, or maybe, you know, someone like studying different English at uni and things like that. And be aware, like, just ask for the right opinion that you want, if that makes sense. So know what you're asking for in this person and be open to feedback and be open to constructive criticism. Um, if you are sharing and with someone for the first time and you want some initial feedback, I would send questions with it. So if there's certain things that you want to know about or if you're unsure about, like, hey, does this hit? How do you feel here? Blah, blah, blah. I would send them a piece of work for them to um, read and then I would also follow up with those questions. And, yeah, just be very aware that you're giving it to someone who can really truly answer the questions that you want the right answers from that you know can give you the feedback that you need and that you want for you to develop as a writer and for this general story to develop really trust on that person because I think all of us and this is like a common thing that I've heard from everyone on the podcast we all have people that we want would love to read our books but they're just not able to give us the feedback that we um, genuinely need. So find that person. If you get some feedback on that, great. Um, and then number five is hiring people. And I am going to go into a part three of this, which is all about publication. And there are so many ways to public, uh, to public size, I was about to say. There's so many ways to publication today and there is no right or wrong way. It's whatever feels right for you. It's what, for whatever you personally want. It's for however you want to, it's your journey, you know. Um, we are all have so much freedom with our creativity these days, which is absolutely amazing. And I still think no matter what, even if you are going, if you're, you want to go down the traditional publishing route, which will have editors for you and that will all be included. I do believe it is important to still hire someone first because even if you are going down the traditional publishing route, you this is your business and I think it's important to invest in yourself and to know your worth and to know that if you really believe in this and you really want your work to be the best that it can possibly be to either hire a developmental editor. Um, and I would hire a developmental editor first. That always comes first before a line editor. So you go through developmental edits and then you go through line edits and then you can go through um, proofreading and then you can go through beta reading. There are so many different levels to this. Or even if you want to just grab a mentor, 
you could, there's different mentor programs that you can go to. There's different competitions that you can enter to get this for free if um, it is something that you need to to go for free. But it, I will always stand by hire someone. And, and I know that everyone's situations is different and there are like so many different things out there that you can do. But I do really stand for saving your pennies and hiring someone and backing yourself so deeply, being able to put yourself on the line, being able to develop your story. If this is, you truly need to believe that this is a story that you were born to write and putting it out there so that it can be the best piece of work that you want to put out there. Okay. Now that is so brief on developing your story. I could go so in depth in this so much more and if there is something that you want to learn more about, this is where you can give feedback so that we can go more in depth about different topics. We can always chat about it in the Facebook group. So please um, search for the Writer's Advice podcast community on Facebook. If there's anything particularly you want to ask me a specific question to, or you can DM me on any um, social media platform I am at Olivia Hillier author on all of them welcome threads I'm here and chat to me chat to me chat to me chat to me I'm here I'm here to talk to you about all this stuff I absolutely love it but if I am getting a lot of questions on one particular thing of like hey I want to know more about this I want to know more about this and I'm definitely going to do um, a full episode on it as well so that's it, developing the story that you were born to write. One, if you're stuck, look at where you're stuck. Is it plot? Is it characters? And where do you want to develop and play around in that area? Two, never put anything that isn't meant to be there. Think about addictive writing and always end and start on a cliffhanger or something that really gets someone's attention so they need to keep reading more. The start of your book is the most important part of that. Learn to self-edit, learn to self-edit learn to self-edit there is so much free advice out there on self-editing there are so many free apps that can self-edit they're like but also learning um that as well get other people's opinions who you value who you know is going to be good and hire the people um also look around when it comes to hiring I don't think I mentioned that but um any advice to you want on that as well I have plenty 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 of hired plenty of people and um yeah, I know so many people who can give me even more recommendations. So please, please reach out to me if you need help there as well. If you love this episode and if it did help you, then please give a five-star review. I am very excited to dive deeper into these topics. I am going to go into publishing next. So if you have something you're ready to pitch to someone, I'm so excited to dive into that. Or or if you're or if you want to like play around in the self-publishing world and all the things that come to that, then that is going to be um everything so everything in there as well well a part of that will be in I've got two more episodes on this so it will be how to publish the book you were born to you were born to write and then it's about marketing and creating a brand about the author that you are born to be as well so I'm excited to dive into both those episodes once again thanks for being here I love you all and I hope you are having a fabulous day week night whenever you are listening to this episode and I will be in your ears next week big love everyone